cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show, proudly sponsored by MTN Business. Hello, B2. Hey, B1. What's up? No, oh, no, you got me off guard with the first question. No, sorry. <laughs> All good, bro. It's very cool. It's we another week. Show like, I keep saying mad. how long the days are and how short the weeks are, and it just feels like we did this yesterday. I know. But, well, we did. No, we didn't. No. Well, it depends if there was a hyperloop or time Space continuum time is or relative, I suppose, one yeah. of those things. I did see you, though, in between there. That's why. Yeah. So I think, I obviously. Did, didn't have time to miss you. Yeah, you see, there we go. Anyway. So, as per always, app of the week. And I'm actually going to hand this one over to you because uh-huh. you found it. And yes. I've played with it. But I think you're more of an expert on it than I am because I'm still playing. So the app's called Quick. Yes. Q-U-I-K. No C. So yes. Q-U-I-C. Yeah, Q-U-I-C. Yeah, Q-U-I-K. Thank you. See, I yeah. can't even name it properly. So take us through Quick. So the cool thing about Quick, for anybody that is a video editor or of any sort of uh, fanatic around sharing memories and moments, uh, Quick is the GoPro video editing app that is free. No in-app purchases. And it's freaking awesome. That does sound cool. It is. It's so it's it's designed for guys with your GoPro and you've got all your, your footage and you don't really have a space to place it and you want to share it, but you don't just want to put up a, a raw video. You want to do something with it. So this allows you to collate your videos and your pictures. I, I might add. So I've made a uh, a collection of my wedding photos and I've made a better video using the Quick app than my videographer did that I paid for, and I did it in twenty minutes. It was done. You've got looks and feels, you've got title graphics, you've got a library of music in the back end, and it literally all works on your phone. It's really seamless. Uh, most people should be able to get it, so if you're thick and it's not so quick. <laughs> okay, but, so that wasn't a tech at me. That's fine. But it's I, cool. I can help you with it. I'm if you new, need. though. I yes. mean, you only told me about this like on no, Saturday or Sunday. But or the thing Sunday. is, you got the idea of what it was, and yeah, you can yeah, add yeah. stuff in. And, and it, 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 makes, cool. it makes stuff. I mean, it it just, you just put photos, and then it kind of... Makes it. So the one thing that I thought was quite interesting is it comes out and every new video you've got the quick player graphic as a tail end, as a tail ender of all your videos. And I was like, oh, this is a bum. I'm going to have to have like made by quick player or quick editor every single time I share. But no, they give you the option straight out of the app to actually delete it if you don't want it. So if you want to promote it and go put something into the GoPro space and say, I made this on my GoPro and it's great. Made by quick player GoPro. And then they'll put it in their library. That's great. But if you just want to share a family video and not have that at the end, Delete. Okay, and it's so really you cool. do know that if they're listening, people, yeah. you, they're going to change that so you can't No, do but it's fantastic because now more people are going to adopt it. Whether you have a GoPro or not, you're going to adopt it. It works with your phone. It works with your device. But now they've got an active market knowing that GoPro are doing this. So now I'm more likely to look at a GoPro. It's pretty clever and sort of like we are talking about last time. Everybody tells a story. This enables you to tell your stories, but now they're helping you enable. So enablement uh, and things worth sharing is what brands are starting to do, I hope. Yeah, I, 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 and I agree with you. And I tell you, you know, I use Google Photos as my photo yeah. and there's storage. Apple, there's Apple memories. And they do the same well. thing. Yeah. They like take stuff and they make a video, like your journey at the beach or whatever. And it's quite cool. And then it, it also, it, it top and tells, you know, puts in some music. And that was a cool this thing. There was better. actually a music library yes. that was on there. It's on obviously royalty free and yep. all that kind of stuff. And so you can add your own cool. music. And if you haven't bought that music, it'll verify it and say, you haven't got this, so we're not going to do it. And if there are any rights issues, it does it for you in the app as well. It's actually quite a powerful little app. So uh, yeah, check it out quick. Okay. Q-U-I-K. I look at it now, quick or quick, it's called quick. Quickly. Quickly. Quick. Quick. Okay, cool. Lekker. So moving on. I love this. Yes. Okay. I found something called Sesame Enable. Now, you know the old, um, who was it? Alibaba and the 43 open sesame, you know, yep. right? So it's that sesame, not like the seeds that you eat. And the idea is that it's an app that uses voice commands. 
um, and the phone's front-facing camera to let people that are paraplegics control their smart devices. So basically, the last, what, seven years or so, all phones have gone touch. You know, yeah. Everything's touch. Yeah. If you can't use your arms and your legs, you can't touch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've seen guys with, like, things in their mouths and they can touch screens. Uh, they can blink. There's voice recognition. There's, you know. So what this company has done is they've actually put together um, an app, as I said, that will open your camera. Mm-hmm. So it's looking at your blinking or your head movement so you can actually look at predetermined icons. Okay. And then obviously using the, the – um, the microphone, you can talk to the phone. I mean, not cool. even that. Like I was, everyone said, oh, but we've got Siri and we've got this. Does that yes. mean that Stephen Hawking is going to sound more like Siri these days? That <laughs> well, would be cool. But, that, but that's the point, though. Yeah. Like if you take Siri and you take Google Assistant or, or uh, what's the other one? Cortana, yeah. you know, you have to still push a button. Yeah. You have to still be able to actually activate it. These guys can't. Mm. So now it's totally voice controlled. So that's I just cool. think it's cool. nice that I people can... actually start. I mean, apparently in the U.S. alone, there are 5.6 million people. That are totally paralyzed. I mean, that's that's an incredible number of people yeah. that have got no access to all the cool things that we've got. So now they can actually use a mobile device but without is, lifting it, a finger. It is. And fantastic. I didn't mean that as a pun. I mean that was like <laughs> you know, such a dick. It's, uh, I, I'm actually <laughs> I reading apologize a release. on behalf of B1. No, I was actually reading a release. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. So speaking of, but it's great though because technology isn't in it, is. An enablement. Supposed to be. But that's, that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. Yes. So technology is there to be an enabler for us to help make life convenient. There are those of us that have, through some misfortune or the other, not able to use these things. And yeah. it's so great. Again, like Quick, or GoPro giving us Quick, technology is starting to enable real useful things and creating access for people that well our guests today access. are a great example of exactly. that when we turn their mics on just now i mean that's exactly that's a, it's a great vein of we're talking to, to the to guys departure. that created domestically yes so looking forward to that that's so the we'll uh, app that of the year right? mtn's app of the year fantastic yep. so we'll get to those guys just now um apple tomorrow's got their macbook event so i kind of you know like you go to the rumors mills and all these things yep i did all of so that. we know we're getting a macbook pro because it's been a while, so that will that will headline the With show. With just more USB-C ports. No, well, here's the interesting thing. So some of the rumors that I came across that I thought were quite cool is one of the guys reckons we'll see fingerprint scanning. Yep. So for Apple Pay, you can actually pay off your device. Yep. Um, yeah, biometrics. I don't know if I would want that. I don't Most think you have a choice. Mac- Apple will dictate what you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me rephrase that. That wouldn't be the reason to buy it. Yes, no. And most MacBook users have an iPhone anyway, yeah. which means that they've got the thing, the fingerprint on their phone. Yeah. So the, the, and with the convergence of iOS and correct. The, so it all coming together in one. It was a rumor. Yeah. Let's see. The other one, which was cool, was the OLED touch bar. Did you come across that yeah, one? Removing the function keys. Yes. So along the top would I be like an that. OLED. Fu- yeah, so do I. And you just touch the bar and then like using force touch Adaptable. technology, a thing comes up and says, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? So that one I'd like to see. And they're talking about a fully black MacBook. Ooh, that's sexy, yeah. I mean, if we're just going to be completely aesthetic. and Like that jet black from iPhone yeah. 7. Ooh. Yeah. Yo, that's really cool. With, with backlight. Um, then we talk Who cares about, what it does? If it's, <laughs> if it's matte black, I'm in. Go. <laughs> now, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned MacBook. Uh, MacBook. You mentioned USB-C. Yes. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually got a message that's just come in from somewhere overseas asking what the link is for the show. Talk about Mac, talk about USB-C while I reply to this because I definitely can't think and type in at the same time. But okay. what is your view on, on – we've talked about USB-C on the show. USB-C. Well, there's always this talk about the one I.O. port that will end them all. 
And we thought that FireWire 400 was going to do it. We thought that FireWire 800 was going to do it. Then USB 2 turned it to USB 3. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, it's blue. This is great. I still, I still, I still see the silver surface trying to figure out which side of the USB to turn it up. And yeah. it always takes them a bit longer than most of us. If the holes are at the top, that's the top. Um, but USB-C, I don't know. Okay. I really don't. I, I like, it's, it's, it's more of an annoyance at this point than I can see a lot of the, the advantage. I think there's just so much out there. I see it as another way of Apple dictating accessory. Um, I think Thunderbolt was doing a great job. But it's job. not theirs though, hey? I mean, USB-C is not theirs. And the MacBook no, has had it. that now. So I'm pretty sure. My question is, will there be more than one? Because the what, biggest. We're going to go to USB-D. No, Man City. The, the biggest bugbear on the MacBook oh, yes. yeah, is that there's one port. And it charges So the it's a pro, everything. which means it yeah. has to have an HDMI or it has to have an SD. It has yeah. to have more slots. No, there's talk of there being But will they do four. two or three no, there's USB? Talk, there's talking about four USB-Cs okay. on the MacBook Now, Pro's. that's just stupid. Okay. And no, no more jackpots. Adapters. They're getting rid of the jackpot on the yeah. MacBook as well. Well, good for them. At least they, they're keeping that through. I'm not yeah. averse to You're going to commit to something wrong. Fail fast. <laughs> I mean, You're doing the guys straight away. Look, I, the was wasn't happy about it. They're up against the pixel these days. They've got to be careful what they do. Yeah. Google are coming to the party, and it's going to be really interesting. It's nice that Apple, I mean, they were kind of threatened by Samsung for a bit. Sam but who? The, Samsung. Some say that Samsung. Oh, you might, mean, are they still around? But that blew up in the their little, face, so we'll yeah, see okay. how that goes. In fact, at the airport are Samsung Note 7 collection booths because they've realized that Dust, some people in Dustbins. South Africa yeah, I was being polite they've realized that some people in South Africa actually have brought one in and some two. kind of bomb protection yeah, <laughs> hurt locker looking I saw I'm laughing at the Grand Theft Auto gift that was going on <laughs> hurling them you've got like all these weapons okay so USB-C is given yeah. we know that we yeah. just you're saying potentially four well, I'd we'll, much we'll, rather we'll have two normal USBs yeah. yeah it's tomorrow yeah. okay up to two terabytes of solid state that's pretty cool yeah. They have two terabytes they, on board. They're probably still going to commit to their fusion drive with two SSDs, though. So, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, that's what I think. I mean, I, I, I mean, again, that's what's so nice SSD about yet. the rumors. It'll be nice to sit here next week and go check. We told you. Yeah. But um, okay. So, and then there was one of the rumor guys said, even though it's the MacBook event, they're expecting an iMac to be dropped or iMacs, um, and the big thing on that would be the 5K display. Yeah. So that's quite cool. And because their displays are awesome, I do like the displays. I've, ever since the HD Cinema got released, I, I still wish they had kept that look, that transparent look that they had when they first started with Cinema displays. But, yeah, uh, you know, okay. th- things got to be retro for a reason. But they're also talking about Apple TV, a cheaper version or a cheaper option of Apple TV. So, does that make sense though? I think it does. With the subscription services and the VOD stuff all happening, so you've got your. Oh, uh, see what you're saying. So the, the hundred dollars is a is a barrier. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they're going to get well, into the Roku. Roku and Chromecast are like thirty dollars. So wait, Netflix are going to drop a box, and geez, Steve Jobs must be bloody spitting down there huh, at six foot down. What these oaks are doing to his company? And they, on, I think Steve's on holiday. No, I, I agree. That, that oak needed a break. Shame. The words that just came out of our mouth are are, are, are cost cutting and uh, all these things, and that's not something that's synonymous with Apple. I mean, it's just with everybody. It's just mad. So the person that actually reached out to me from overseas has logged in. He's like, Samsung Note 7 forever. Big shout out, Oreo, but you've got no chance, buddy. Hand it back and uh, get yourself yeah. a proper I phone. I think you should read the news. <laughs> so you picked up on this one, Brett. Yeah. I love this. The self-driving truck delivery. Yes. The first ever. Otto. Okay? Is that what it was called? Otto. Yeah. So take me through the journey. What did it deliver and where? We know it wasn't Samsung phones because no, they wasn't. couldn't risk the thing blowing up on board. So it was… 
a truck full of beer, which I think is tremendous. <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm sold. I mean, the there first, we go. The first self-driven truck delivery was, was a shipment of beer. Um, and yeah, it was Anheuser-Busch. I mean, the guys that just uh, bought out SAB and are now yeah. going to be in the country soon. They are testing self-driving cars. Beer's cuck, I'm sorry. And it was, it was with Uber. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Uber bought the truck Otto and there was a guy. It was quite funny because they interviewed the driver and I'm inverted commas, the, the, the guy, the human that was getting driven around with all this cargo. It's so funny that uh, you and have like, guys still in there, but they're not driving the vehicle. He was able to do the, okay, we're at the gate now. Let's drive in and let's get to the service depot and the supply thing. And then once they're on the open road, he was there and they're busy interviewing him in the back of the thing. He's like, wow, the truck actually did the, the lane merge better than I could have. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool. And you know when it's going to come through. I mean, it's all Uber space. You've got your ETAs. You've got your – you've got everything. I mean, is the beer cold in the back? Maybe. Maybe they've got some thermometers in the, in the, in the side. But it's great that they're looking at this uh, for – it's not only going to be fuel economic. It's going to be time-saving. It's going to be as efficient as possible. And hopefully create less accidents, which means less spilt beer. Which is good. Which is always good. I mean, that is always yeah, a good yeah, that's, thing. That's my biggest concern most mornings. I'm just watching Titus laughing here. <laughs> it's like, are, are you one of, your mic's off, but are you one of those guys that when you, when you see the notification that the a truck has crashed and you're on the highway grabbing case, he's nodding his head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, AR, I have to get, last time was very VR centric. Okay. Yes. I came across so much awesome AR stuff this week. So first of all, um, in East Harlem, so for anyone who doesn't know where Harlem is, yeah. um, it's in New York. And um, what they've done is they're, they're trying to basically get Harlem to be uplifted. You know, it, Gentrifying it. Yeah. yeah, they're gentrifying it. So what they've done is they've gone and they've looked for all this cool graffiti, but they've also encouraged guys to tag and start doing graffiti. And they've built the app. So when you, when you hold your phone up, all the AR that comes to life from that trigger, from mm-hmm. that artwork, tells you about the artist tells you what the emotion was inside there, maybe the journey behind the artwork. That's cool. So it's like live art. I'm glad that came to fall because we actually proposed that to a gallery a while back and it was just too ahead of the time. Uh, we proposed it to Philadelphia about four years ago. Yeah. You know, the same thing because they were tagging all over the place and they had a problem with graffiti. So we were saying rather tag electronically and then tell people just hold your phone up here yeah. and you'll see the stuff everywhere. You know, I think what's happening as well it. is that like art galleries are like for the, I want to say the uber rich, but I mean, you, you gotta be, you gotta have some disposable income to go to an art gallery and invest in some art. The problem is that there's so many more hipsters and uh, millennials becoming the new rich. Yeah. And with, with very little appreciation for legacy art, how do you re- stay relevant with them? And that was what they were trying to do. And it's really cool that you create a space again for how these guys can engage and have access to art like this. And, mm-hmm. Again, it's it's not disrupting, but it's amplifying what exists. It's also drawing attention to the area, which yeah. hopefully brings revenue, which yeah, helps. I'm, I'm talking more on the art, the art side, but Harlem, yeah. Cool. It's dude in Ramburg. So I have to actually kind of give Samsung a kudos here on my next one, because um, it's only one of their devices that sucks. But um, Surf, Living, Surf Life Saving Australia and Samsung have put together a pocket patrol app. So what it does, you get to the beach, you hold up your phone, it shows you where the riptides are. It shows you if there's rocks under the water. So like if you're going to go out and swim, you're going to dive in. Um, and then the lifeguards have a, a management app that sits on top of the back end. So if they've come across like, I don't know, jellyfish in the area or sharks or… Crowdsourced information what, for the beach. They can put it in. But the point is you can just hold up your phone, have a look and yeah. see. And you can tell your kids, don't go swim there. There's a, a rip current or, you know. Yeah. So I thought that was just really 
good way of using augmented reality. You know, it's practical. You've got your phone on the beach. Staying with the good, brain surgery. Now, we've mm. spoken briefly about medical before and, and, you know, the leaps and bounds. But the brain is still something that humans can't figure out. I mean, our doctors, me they it. just don't get there. So these two neurosurgeons and an engineering student, funny enough, and uh, we have an engineering student with us as well. Um, they're using AR to map out brain patterns. So what they do is they take the scan, your, your head scan, mm. then they augment it, and then they can use that as a reference point when they're actually performing Don't the surgery. Stick the needle in there. there. Okay. So they're getting a lot more detailed data in the theater with them awesome. using an augmented um, overlay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. To finish up on the AR side, unfortunately, it's a bad thing. Um, so we actually have a threat to the augmented reality growth. Um, it's actually coming out of the EU. And what they're basically doing is they, the, the EU's got different policies when it comes to freedom of panorama. That's mm-hmm. their quote. Um, so the right to take photos or film footage of buildings, sculptures, and other works of art in public spaces without authorization from the artist or architect is problematic. Yeah. And this actually came to the front with the whole um, uh, Pokemon Go story. You know, these guys were running around taking pictures and they're referring to art. They were saying like, that's the Pokemon stop or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And we're getting to shit for it. Yeah. Now, if they go ahead and do that, okay, they could effectively cause geo-blocking on every product that comes out, which actually limits the whole concept of augmented reality. So we might find an industry that actually comes dead in its tracks based on an EU ruling. So it's definitely something to watch because all great to innovate or whatever, but it's not something I would have thought of if I did a campaign. Mm. Um, you know, so anyway, that's, that was – we just Something break, else. we just Brexit again and then they can't control us. Cool. I really don't want to run away with time today. So I mean, I've got lots of like other cool stuff there, which yeah. I'm actually going to leave. But the one thing I do want to mention, because we're talking about IoT. Yes. Um, IoT in the Napa Valley, and it's relevant because our guests have just got back from Silicon and they're going back there again. But this to me was brilliant. So for anyone who doesn't know IoT, IoT yet, just turn off, go home, um, you know, off you do. So basically, these guys have have said water is a problem. Okay, the whole world is in a problem with trying to find water. Yeah. So they've wrapped copper coils around the vines, and these vines, uh, these coils the are vineyards, linked. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The actual vines are in the vineyards, um, the grape vines, and they link to sensors. And what they do is the copper can work out if the vines are moist or dry. Okay. If they moist. They don't turn on the sprinklers, whether it's been predetermined or not. Wow. If they dry, they do. And also it then links to the internet to look at a weather pattern to see if there is forecast for rain. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not overwatering. They're still managing and they're using tech to do it. No, but that's fantastic. So, I mean, if when you guys get back there next week, um, you know, maybe just uh, you can have a glass of wine the, with no you ice. You need to just go to the Napa Valley just to see it. So, I think on that note, let's uh, let's turn some mics on. Let's get these guys chatting. So, we have got um, Tato and Berno from Domestly. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Hello. Howdy. How's it going? So. You know, I felt, Brett, I mean, we chatted about this before the show, but the reason I wanted to get you guys on, and we are going to blow some smoke up your butt, you were the winners of the MTN App of the Year Award. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know where my button is for uh, for applause anymore. Hello, Mr. Producer on the other side of the window. Can I have a cap, cap, cap button, please? So, um, that's fantastic. I was actually privileged to be there that night, um, and it was there and then that I've actually been trying to get the, the meeting with you guys or the interview, and we're talking, what, 
three months now? It was about two months ago. Yep. Yeah, two, was, three months. It was the beginning of August that, that the event happened, yeah. All right. So, I mean, awesome, guys. Well done. So, you know, take us through Domesti. I think if anyone knows the product, you probably do, I should hope. So I should hope so, yeah. yes. So Domestly is an app. Uh, it's much like the, the the Uber concept where it's an app that you can use to book Domestly cleaners in your area. So basically what we do is we go behind the scenes and we find the best uh, and screened and trusted cleaners in your area. We put them through a process. We, we put them through a tech-enabling uh, process or, or, or teaching how to use Google Maps and, and uh, everything. We put them on the Domestly app, and you as a consumer or you as a business can then look for cleaners or trusted cleaners in your area and you can book them every week um, what you want to so uh, so that's really what Domestly is it's it's a website uh, Domestly.com and it's also an app on iOS as well as on Android okay I'm so glad he started with iOS did you see that like yeah. iOS first on that note you, I mean, need, you guys you are Apple builders. just for getting it into the iOS store <laughs> yeah it's also true yeah. but now that you've walked the shoes of an app builder do you build for Apple first or do you build for Android first you build for Android first you've got to like I must say like uh, the the typical um, iOS customer is is very loyal. I must tell them that. Uh, if you look at the the, the download rates, it's for for iOS. It's really high, which means it's a very loyal customer. But the masses are still Android. Sure. Um, from our users, about eighty percent Android, twenty percent iOS at this stage. All right, but I mean your app's native anyway, so it you're obviously native. built. All right, so, um, you know, there's obviously reasons why people choose winners in life, and I think the most important thing, and I mean, I know we've got uh, we've got listeners all over the world. But the point is, is that in South Africa, job creation is, it's crucial. You know, yeah. um, we really do have a high unemployment rate. We have a high uneducated rate. And if these stupid students just don't go back to Vasi soon, they're going to be joining it. Oh, you might actually have some, 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 some stock coming in. Huh? <laughs> um, I've, a, I've, I've got, better. yeah, I've got, I've got a two year of my three year BCom and I burnt my varsity <laughs> down. Can I come in garden or something like that? But, you know, but jokes aside, you know, going back to the seriousness of it, and that's, I think, why you guys were acknowledged and, and obviously awarded accordingly. You, you're solving a real problem. So you're not actually, and I, let me, let me differentiate a real problem. A real problem is not when some rich woman wakes up in the morning and finds a domestic worker can't come in and she's got you're a nail appointment. Over milk. Yeah. Oh gosh, I might actually have to clean and break a nail. We're talking about a real problem. Mm. We're talking about a lot of people that are looking for work. Mm. And we're looking, and we're also trying to find, and we've also got people that are looking for people to help them, but don't know where to start and the trust. Take us through the domestic journey. Mm. You know, it brings people together. That's fine. But what do we do? How does it work? What's the interface on the domestic worker side? And what's the interface on the, um, the users, not user, customer side? Mm. So what's, What's so excellent about it? It's literally what happens. You're allowed to say that it's yours. <laughs> yeah. What happens? <laughs> what happens in the in the background? That's where the kind of the resources and the the operations really happen. So when it comes to the the, the client as well as the service provider interface, it's really seamless. So as uh, you know, behind the scenes, we are literally we got a whole recruiting team. We're scouting. We we really spending time in interviewing and uh, identifying, doing background checks, and making sure that we are identifying what we call the base of the base domestic workers, so that when you as a Customer, when you eventually now go onto the app, um, it's as easy as you know um, listing which area you particularly stay in, uh, deciding when you would require the services, and uh, what really comes up is a, is a whole short list of uh, cleaners that are available in your area. Um, the geniuses, as we talked about, is they're all vetted, screened, background checked, rating reviews for credibility, and all of that. And literally, all you do is book, select whoever kind of resonates with you based on what you're looking to do, um, and then uh, payments happen on on, on the on, on the app or on the platform, and uh, ready to go. 
Well, that's that's one of the great things about these kinds of apps. I mean, we've got Airbnb and we've got Uber and all these things. It's great that it's convenient. Yeah. But a lot of the times, you've got to also answer the security questions and concerns. So the fact that you can connect uh, cleaners to people is one thing. The fact that you can connect trusted cleaners to busy people is the ne- the way you've answered the question even more. Mm. And I think that's really important that, I mean, we've had Uber scares with, with safety. And you're letting people into your home. You're letting people you've never met before mm. into your private places so a big thing that you've addressed i think you guys have done it fantastically well um and you've got a pretty pretty awesome background check at the same time you're enhancing you're creating jobs yeah i mean we're talking about kind of disruption was a bit of a theme that was coming on and we look Mm. at the industry that we play in it's it's literally it has looked the same for a really long time there hasn't been any change in how either how a cleaner's earning potential is there hasn't been any change in terms of how uh upliftment or any or any of those cases are so for us coming into it how do we actually really kind of shake things up and uh you know bring new rules and new behaviors to the game and exactly just saying britain now bringing all of these things together happens now on the you know on the app yeah so i'm going to pick back up on that but uh we're talking about paying the bills i mean you're helping domestic workers pay the bills i need to pay the bills so uh i'm just going to quickly go off to an ad break and we'll be back uh, straight afterwards this is cliffcentral.com when you're growing a small business Meetings, telecons, and admin move into dinners, recitals, and bedtime stories. But we know you knew that. We know that between the successes and failures, the courage to continue is what counts. We also know that the right meetings, telecons, and admin means better dinners, recitals at the school you want, and great bedtime stories. The courage to grow is business. We've got the advisors, products, and solutions that enable you to do so. MTN Business, a new world of business. If you've just joined us, uh, welcome back to the Futurology Show, proudly sponsored by MTN Business. And we are sitting here talking to the MTN App of the Year Award winners from uh, Domesly. We've um, got Berno and Tato. Berno, this is what your voice sounds like. Hi there. And Tato? Hello there. There you Hello go. Hello there. It's a radio show after there all. Nobody knows what you guys, uh, how handsome you look, but we can <laughs> hear you quite well. The, uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, we are tweeting a lot about Domestly and we're going to be t- tweeting a lot about uh, disruptive business and how it changes the future of, of what we're doing, as well as innovation. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at cliffcentral.com, hashtag futurology, and we're on there. So just follow us and uh, we'll go from there. But follow Domestly, follow us. Yeah. Join the conversation. So before we went off to the break, we were talking about how, um, you know, how we bring people together and all those good things. Um, Brett, you hit the nail on the head. The biggest problem that we have here, and I'm sure this is the thing that's probably been your biggest FAQs, is the trust issue. Um, you know, I've had a couple of incidences over time where things have been stolen or even worse, you know. Um, that's got to be probably when you guys sat down with your whiteboard and your little stickies and your coffee and beer and Red Bull and all those things. That had to be the first problem, and it's obviously still something that resonates today. Definitely. So, so take us through the journey, because I mean, vetting and all that. You know, what's the degree of comfort that I'm getting? So, so when we started initially, the plan was, you know, like let's create this app. Let, what, what, what is the plan? Can we open it up to everybody? Can, it, can we open it up to 
to everywhere in South Africa. Um, and the, what we found is that if we do that, we, we, we take away the whole trust element of the platform. So you won't have then the trust behind everything. So we decided to have a city-by-city city approach, and that's what we opted for. Um, and therefore, it's a much more resource-intensive process um, requiring a lot more interviews and screening. But at the end of the day, I think that's where the magic is behind Immensely. It's to making sure that the people that you are letting into your home is, is trusted. They've been in front of different people, not other like homeowners as well, but as well as in front of us. We've interviewed them. We've done the background checks, and we've done some even on uh, doing criminal checks on them. So that's really where, where the magic is. Um, yeah, and it's something that we absolutely do not compromise on. You know, as you talk about right at the beginning, we knew this was something that no matter what, no matter how quickly we scale, no matter how quickly we grow, we will not compromise on it. And it is a, it, it is still today something we look at every single time where at certain areas we have a, a supply problem, right? Because we have people still going through the process. We're waiting for the checks to come back. You know, one could easily say, let's just plug the, you know, the domestic workers onto the platform, but we are will and refuse to compromise on things like the quality and the checks and all of that. And, uh, and that really goes a long way into really sustaining and maintaining that, uh, the trust element that we have really built over the, of the while. Look, you're obviously doing it right. Um, and we were talking off air, but you've now created what's it? Just over 700, just over 700 sustainable jobs on the platform. And this is in a period of, it's just a, a year. We a, launched a in October, year, year, yeah. October last I mean, year. That's incredible. So it, we only launched in Johannesburg in June. So in the last few months, we've grown Johannesburg and we've created an, a couple of hundred jobs in Johannesburg as well. Um, and, and our aim is to add another 1,500 jobs on the platform in the next 12 months. That's fantastic. Have well you, done. I, I, I'm, I'm always intrigued because basically you're exactly like an Uber or an Airbnb, etc. You know, you're, you're a conduit. You're a gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's fluid and it's awesome and all those sexy things. But have you actually been to um, like someone's home? And watch the initial, because I'm picturing myself in this position. So I'm sitting there in my sleeping shorts. Um, the, the doorbell rings and someone's there and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> but wait, you booked me on the app. You, you know can't I mean? like, vet all of the connected people. I mean, we could actually, hey. I'm seeing like a Suzanne DIY type <laughs> comedy thing here. Like, who are you, bro? You know, like, yeah. so you, how does that happen? Because, you're actually creating a new relationship. I mean, you're bringing two people together. Yes, it's a, a, a an employer-employee, mm-hmm. but you you're in your home. It's intimate. Definitely. And what we see as well is the type of person that comes to Nemesli and the type of, you know, cleaner, that relationship is a lot more respected than what you would normally find out there. Uh, you, you have these people that, you know, really want to help cleaners, want to, want to uplift them, want to help them by using the platform. So, and, and as very much as we are, you know, on demand, you book, you know, when the, whenever the need comes in, we really see ourselves at the facilitator of these relationships. So we are actually doing connections and that's something that's so fundamental to our program. Process as well in terms of when we're screening the actual service providers, you know, you want to get that feel. You know, somebody knocks on your door, you know, the moment they say hello, what's that feeling you yeah. get? And that's the tough, the type of stuff we try manage and the type of stuff we try to create in, in the in the in the uh, customer's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so simple things like that, uh, it's really kind of uh, keeps things exciting for us. And uh, yeah, the great thing as well, I mean, innovation is about continuous improvement as well. And you've you've not just innovated a disruptive access model, you've also created a way that domestic workers can actually become can continuously improve on their own. They're accountable for their own level of service because they get rated at the end of it, um, which in sort of the traditional way of hiring uh, domestic workers, you don't generally have like, a, oh, here's a gold star from Maria today. You've got how does it work out? And it's sometimes a difficult discussion to have for uh, employee versus domestic. So you've created this very easy to accept way of working, both for the 
employee, I suppose, or the homeowner, as well as the domestic worker, which is great. I mean, the, it's only going to create continuous improvement throughout the industry. Definitely. And what we're seeing with, with, with the rating and the reviews on the platform is some cleaners are, you know, is the cleaner set their own rates on our platform? Is, uh, is that some hey, you're cleaners... sending my thunder. I was going to ask you how this works, but yeah, carry on. So, so, so different <laughs> cleaners based on different areas and, and, and their own ex- experience puts different rates on the platform. So we help advise and our team advisors in, in, in particular just to, to help them. But uh, what you would see is a cleaner getting continuous five-star five-star reviews. She's a, she's a professional cleaner. That's what she does for a full-time living. So for her, it, it really takes ownership and pride into the work and it helps her that the more ratings she get, the more jobs she completes, the the more she can increase her price. Um, so it, it really enables her. It's it's a profession for her. And, and, yeah. and that element where we're actually focusing on the clean and how they do things differently. I mean, you know, Never before has a cleaner been asked, when are you available? How much do you want? Yeah. And uh, so these questions, even they come through our doors and said, how much are you going to charge for your service? They literally look at us blank. blank. Yeah. What do you mean? You yeah. know, state, you know, name your price. And uh, so this is from, from that part of the, uh, of the market is really exciting to see how they're now operating as brands because they know I'm going to be rated and reviewed after this. And this is, has a really direct impact on my earning potential, how I grow. So it's, that's exciting stuff. So, I mean, this basically goes, Brett, we've spoken about this before. People want to be acknowledged. Yeah. You know, it's the same. Uh, you mentioned it with your Uber rating. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got a fancy car fetch you because you're a five-star guy. I get booted because I'm a one-star kind of guy. It's the same for your… I get picked your, up in Maseratis. You get see, picked up in Chevy Sparks. Yeah, exactly. Not even. Because you're rating. It, it matters, guys. It matters. Don't piss off the Uber driver. <laughs> but… um yeah, you know, the, the thing is that these people, it's not just about the money. There's a, there's a pride element. They also realize that if they do something wrong, it's, it's kind of listed. Accountability. Um, yeah, yeah the accountability is there. But what I wanted to find out, and this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've addressed it. What happens with regards to Labor Relations Act? Because effectively, you know, you're creating employment. Because um, I know you also said that a lot of your jobs are actually repeat jobs. So you're creating a relationship between myself and a specific domestic worker. We're getting to a, we're getting, to, you know, you're coming every Tuesday or you're coming every Tuesday and Thursday or, or whatever it is. I'm not employing them because the app is sitting in between. Is that right? Or, or you know, take me through that journey. No, definitely. So the whole experience about Domestly is that you can use it without worrying about any label or implications, uh, especially being, you know, UIF and all these type of things. Sure. So that's what we want to take care of and we take care of in the back end for, for the customer and for the business itself. Um, but the labor law does protect, you know, mm. the, the labor law in South Africa is very strong. It's very Correct. strict, yeah. um, in terms of UIF and all these type of things. So, so it, it is something there. So we started as you know the the whole uber concept where it's on demand contractors that work um for, for this particular pe- person but what we've actually progressed into is we're actually employing some of the cleaners full time now um, because we, we realize you know that cleaners not all of them want to work on demand not all of them want to work you know just twice a week some of them actually you know want a full time job and that's what we're doing now we're employing them full time we're giving them that sustainability on our platform so we, we try and listen as much as what we can and wherever possible on the cleaners needs and try and adjust it for, for them on the platform as well so that would effectively mean that they would be your employees you would do the rate accordingly, which will give you the margin, but then obviously manage their time and their scheduling. So we're trying to grab, I guess, two elements of the market. So as Bernard talks about, those that necessarily don't operate on the or get excited about daily on a daily basis going to different people. You know, we lock them in and uh, we take them on as as as, employ- as employees. But the other element that still operate on demand, I think part of our due diligence when we started domestically, we actually spent quite a heavy amount of money <laughs> um, in terms of legal costs and, and just legal, seeking legal counsel and uh, 
all of these touch points to ensure that, you know, from a customer who's booking somebody on demand and don't have to worry about these uh, employment or labor implications or regulatory uh, implications, um, we carefully make sure that we build that into the app in terms of the level of influence we have. So we don't have much influence. We give influence to, 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 to the cleaner who decides where they work. They decide, do they going to show up, how much they earn. Um, so literally the power is in the domestic workers uh, court and we are that platform and that facilitator. That's it's intriguing. I bet you yeah. you had a you had a question or comment there. Uh, just a bit of a direction change. Uh, it's it's always interesting. I mean, you're on the Futurology show. We're looking at the future of things, and you guys are changing, very much disrupting traditional manners of doing things. Um, you didn't wake up one day and say, "I'm going to disrupt domestic service." No, definitely not. Uh, it's a gradual process. It's uh, it's it started slow. It started with unemployment for myself, actually. Okay. Um, so, do you want me to tell? tell can tell can the I jump in there quickly? Sorry, I, we are we definitely changing direction now. So, I mentioned that I went to the MTN app of the Euro Award where the yes. guys won. And, uh, I mean, it, it was like piranhas around these oaks. You can imagine. They just won. You got a great check. Got a trip to silicone. We're going to get to that now as well because that's where your future comes into it. But I was talking to your mom, Beno. Um, she, you know, all the moms are downstairs like glowing, you know, like, that's my boy. And in mm. fact, I think it was your mom. I have no idea what they've done, but it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It, well, exactly that. So the story goes as far as I'm sorry. I'm, uh, if, if it, you know, I think it's quite cool. I was talking to Berno's mom, okay, and she was saying to me, you know, I wanted to kill him when he first told me about this. He's studying at university and he wants to chuck it in to build an app. <laughs> and like, exactly. So you, you're kind of showing <laughs> yeah. in that statement exactly what you said. They don't know what an app is. I they have an realize. app idea and app developers are the new musicians of the 21st century. I yeah. Suppose. And you know, the thing is, all you have to do is show Uber or any of these net worth. That's an app, mom. Yeah. It, it, it takes a while. I think un- until she gets the first press mention that she says – Wide over Facebook. It's like, until then. Well, that's what happened that night. That's exactly I mean, she happened, told me though. that was you six months ago. Now she wants to run up there with a banner and hug you. You exactly. know, like, that's my son. There we go. You know, so. Yeah, it's but I think especially you know like our parents and the older generation they they they, they grow up with such a set way of doing things yeah. you know go to university finish school um, find yourself a job go into corporate work twenty years until you retire and, and we as as at this millennial age grow up in a different type of way we want to do things differently and I think um, for her it was a big shock uh, you know I, I, I studied engineering at university and not going into the engineering field doing something totally different um, it was a, a big adjustment but I think after seeing what what you know what difference it's making. And the lives out there, and seeing you know the the, the good about it, um, I think she's she's getting on board with it. But it takes time, and and I think everyone else that's deciding to do this will definitely get the same type of hassle from their family because it's frowned upon. It's different. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about moving forward. I need to move backwards, so we can, oh. I really want to hear the story of how because innovation comes from uh, a bed of lack or necessity is the mother of invention. You're you're. Almost homeless because your mom's pissed off with you. You dropped out of university and you don't have a job. So this she is didn't the point speak of in- for this is the point of inspiration and creation. Exactly. For what so I finished domestic. university. I actually graduated with an engineering degree in chemistry, in chem- chemical, chemical engineering. engineering. And then I went home and it was a holiday period and I applied for 150 jobs and I couldn't find anybody. I did not get one interview. And I thought, what the hell am I going to do now? And uh, Martina was working for the family at that time. She was working for the past 10 years. Uh, didn't have any more open. Um, she needed more days in the week to fill. And 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 really started as a need of you know like how can we help people like her. 
And then we started experimenting and seeing what, what we can get right. And I built a, a, a very basic website at the time and put her up and what two of her other friends on the website to see if it, it'll, ha- it'll work. And in the first day we got bookings and, and that's really where the idea started. And you know, it's, it's, what did a, you call it back then? <laughs> it was, was made service. Oh, just made service. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was very basic. And then we transferred and we launched and we did it properly. Um, I then uh, did it full time and I got a co-founder in Tatu on board and we got some, some great investors and okay. we really built out the company, but it, it takes a very long time. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. And Tato, you're not an app developer either. No, far from it. You studied? Yeah, so I did a BCom. I did uh, management sciences with a finance and investment focus. Um, and then got into the corporate worlds and uh, worked as a senior executive headhunter. Um, and then ended up in Domestly. Okay. I love these stories. Yeah, this, uh, is, this, this is the meat of these great things. Everybody's like, oh, wow, overnight success. You guys must have planned this. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, no, yeah, I hope our parents, oh, well, we know our parents are saying, otherwise we wouldn't have four members of an audience. But, um, yeah, if we had said this back then, like, we're not going into finance after you've just paid for yeah. all those years of study. Yeah. We're actually going to go, and I mean, back then it was probably like, well, it's nice to nothing. have a lot of money behind you in order to have finance or finance to manage the money. But, but, but I was just saying, these, you've just gone to Silicon Valley. Okay. Mm. And I want to talk about that because yeah. these guys have seen stuff that we haven't seen. Yeah. You know, well, most people that haven't been fortunate enough to go and see. Take us through that. You, you two young guys, you, mm. you, you've just so, won. So as part of the whole MTN package, it was an all expensive um, paid trip to, to the, to the US. Was it business class or economy? No, it was economy. Oh, uh-huh, you see, then but, it, you but got, it was you really nice hotels though. It was really nice hotels. <laughs> no, they really took care of us really well. Mm. Um, so we, we spent time in, in, in San Francisco. We went to TechCrunch, which is one of the biggest technology nice. conferences in the world. Yep. We got to Disrupt. see, yes, exactly. Yep. It was, yep. it was some amazing founders and speakers there. Some of the people there were, um, like Rulof Buerto is an ex-South African who heads up Sequoia Capital was there. Um, then also. Did you get his card? No. Uh, but I, I've got his email address. You've got to kick so. your finance partners, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hello, there's the money, guys. So we, we got to see like really some interesting chats and you know, what these top investors and top minds in the world are doing and what they're focusing on next. So we got to meet and chat to one of the guys who's behind the Hyperloop One, Elon Musk's yep. project. We got to speak to a guy called George Hotz who's designing the first self-powered device that you can plug into a car that will self-drive the car. And he's trying to do that. And he's a 26-year-old guy. And uh, we got to speak some... Gee, to- that's older in this day and age. <laughs> we t- <we're> 26. <laughs> <laughs> and so the minds and the, and the, the concepts and the people are, are dreaming big and it's really, it's a, an inspiring to, take, to bring it, to bring it back home. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that really stood out for me was just uh, exactly that, that on that dreaming big, it's, uh, you know, the ideas that they're focusing on, it's really like for the future. You know, a lot of the times, uh, particularly locally, we, we take domestic as a prime example, you know, we're solving real issues, solving yes. debt, but they are literally building a future. You kind of, Got to take some time to okay map it out. Like, how long is this gonna you know yeah. map out of? And like talking about things for twenty years to come and all of these things. Yeah. And it's really inspiring. They're really actually building the future. So let's talk about the future. How do we on t- a futurology show? No way. Stop me in my tracks. Oh, okay, <laughs> give me something to throw. So how do we take? Because you've just hit the nail on the head. You know, when I first looked at the app, and I thought, wow, you guys have you haven't solved. Okay, we haven't got world peace, we haven't got rid of ISIS, and you haven't sold the unemployment crisis. That it's only we October, have. bro. Just give him a couple more well, months. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He needs a few more months. Yeah. But the point is you, you're taking the steps in the right direction, and when things work and they fly, boy, do they fly, which you're seeing and living yourselves. Okay. But how does this evolve into like 
a first world country like Silicon Valley. Are you really having those chats? Is it too early to have those chats? You can't say that you're having those chats. I mean, you know, you went all the way there. There was a reason. One, maybe to get some cash and, and you know, a VC funding, which is the right place to go. But how does Domesti live in other markets? Or is it too early to talk about that? I think, uh, for instance, you also mentioned at the top of the, our conversation that we'll be going, going back to Silicon um, Valley in, in about a week and a half now. I hate um, you. And, <laughs> so, and that's part of ex- exactly how do we bring these two worlds together. So for us, it's, going, it's all about the learnings. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we can really take in terms of how they approach and uh, how they look at problems and how they take it. So we've got the real-life understanding of what it means to be on the ground and consumer behavior and all of these things and uh, and. Now the next thing is how do we draw on these learnings in terms of scaling being, you know, applicable in other, um, uh, environments. And that's exactly what this trip is about now to really sit with people that have, um, done this in different parts of, of the world and, and, uh, from developing nations to first world, um, countries. How do we bridge that gap? And, uh, and that's what we want to do. And that's what we're trying to actually start working on today and start coming towards that future where we can really scale, uh, beyond, uh, our borders. I mean, I suppose, you know, it, 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 it's a question, but I can think of answers straight away, even like the fact that you guys are evolving into like small business cleaning environments. So you're talking about commercial or corporate um, engagements, yeah. you know. Mm. So effectively, the model works, whether you're bringing someone to a private residence or you're bringing a team to a physical office. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, offices all over the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've been to Silicon, you've seen how it works where these guys work in these co-environments where, you know, they kind of have to bring their own stuff, do their stuff, clean their stuff and get out. Mm-hmm. You know, that it would be a sharing perfect economy. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think a very important point to mention is that, you know, going there or taking a concert from there to plug in here is, is a very different thing. You've got so many different dynamics happening on the ground. And, you know, even as Dumesli is a type of first world app, um, there's a lot of problems that you've got to solve and there's a lot of African solutions you've got to find. Mm. And, and I'm, I true, I true do uh, believe that African problems will be solved by Africans. It won't be solved by Americans. It yeah. won't be solved by, by first world countries because yeah, it's so unique. To that. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> How far away are we from a Demesli worker being dropped off at an Airbnb with <laughs> with Uber? With Uber, <laughs> we want, we I knew want you a were we want wow <laughs> i mean like no yeah. well, well you yeah. actually uber opened, the disruptive ecosystem uber opened up the api so we could p- potentially theoretically we can we can we can have a booking and we could send the 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 cleaners api we can send it by uber api and yeah. tell the cleaner you get picked up there but that all comes down to the eco- economics yeah. um economics so we want to make it as fo- affordable as possible and if we had to add that extra feature maybe some some person will want to pay for it so it could yeah. be an option they clean the back of the Uber while they're on their but way. But you know, you're sitting here, you're sitting here making that statement, and, I'm, yeah. and the cogs are going around in my mind. That's not far away. Because no, it's next week. What you are you guys, about? When they yeah, come back from Silicon Valley, it's I'm happening. saying, whether they make it happen or not, if I go and stay in an Airbnb, part of that contract is I do have to clean it or opt for their cleaning options. I mean, the, they specify that in the terms. The domestic drone delivery service. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, take I it to new heights. Come on, guys. <laughs> by their head of the, being carried by the scruff of their but neck. That's, but that's the thing. I mean, one of the, one of the great things about disruptive business or innovative business is that we have this freedom to dream. Yeah. They don't have to come, re- become a reality yet. But the fact that we're all dreaming uh, of a better tomorrow, a new way of doing things, a better way of doing things, uh, and not confined by the traditional thinking of the past, mm-hmm is why we have businesses like Domestly, why you get to go to Silicon Valley and find other people that, yes, they've got a 20-year plan, but 
their 20 year plan is like everybody else's 100 year plan. Mm. It's just got a really fast timeline. Yeah. And the exciting thing is through that discovery process, that's when you start picking up on new things and new stuff that can get implemented today or, you know, in a couple of months time. And that makes it all really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going back to silicone. You must be going to look at VC cars. Uh, if you're not allowed to say it, uh, that's fine, but I, I'm Definitely. assuming. We are as well, but it's, it's a very unique experience. I think, you know, to go there and expect to get funding from, from these v, VC guys back there, it's, it's not really realistic. Um, you know, as, as Tati said, these, these, the top venture capital in the world are interested in looking at funding the next big thing. They're looking at 20 years ahead. Um, for the billion people. For the billion people. Yeah. They're not looking, you know, as hard as it is, they're not looking at Africa. They're not looking, um, which is so weird because eh, there's a billion people. Exactly, yeah. but that's like why yeah. exactly what I'm saying is that you know the billion people in Africa will be tapped by Africans sitting here. Yes. It won't be tapped by VCs sitting in, in Mountain View, yeah. and that's why it's, it's very important for us to, to to cultivate this culture of entrepreneurship and yeah. you know to grow this this entrepreneurship thing here locally so we can tackle Africa. I want to stay with Africa, okay, because it definitely is a future. We have a billion people. Yes, mm-hmm. we have a billion people that don't have money, but there are still a billion people. They all have needs. Your and I'm using it because of the app. Has that been a challenge for Definitely. you? Definitely, so, it's been probably the biggest challenge we've ever sure. had. I was just thinking so, in my head, like so my, my did, domestic worker doesn't, doesn't have, have a smart exactly. device. So what we, when we launched, we built an app for the client. We built an app for the for the customer, um, for the cleaner. But you, you can imagine data being as ridiculous sure. as it is. Cell phone reception being hashtag data prices exactly. must fall. Data must fall. Yeah. <laughs> so what we what we then did is we we got cell phone contracts and gave thirty cleaner cell phone contracts, and then we found that um you know that they don't have cell reception. Langa and Capton or Kailicha does have, have, has the crap of solar reception ever. So they would never get the notifications coming through. So I think Africa's got very unique, um, challenges. And that's yeah, why I'm so saying. You have, yeah. So you have situations where a booking request goes out and the domestic worker has no idea about it. Why? Yeah. Because they're in a settlement and their network reception there is. There's literally, there's nothing. Um, so those are the type of unique challenges. And uh, I think we've uh, kind of found our ways around it as well. And uh, which is. So are you using, I was going to ask, using like a USSD or an SMS? SMS. In output. Africa, SMS mm. still works. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Well, uh, and we've had the, we recently had the Gartner Symposium, the aspiring innovators as well on the show. And I mean, there was guys making headway in a lot of those problem areas that you have. So while you're, you guys are solving one problem. The nice thing is that as a community of problem solvers, there's someone else solving another problem. Exactly. So that's why collaboration is so important. Mm-hmm. I think so many people start to think that I need to study uh, BSC IT or something that I, so I can go and put my biscuit to good use and actually go and make the next best app. But the guys put with your the, biscuit to good use. Yeah. Okay. BSC IT biscuit. Okay. Think about it. Tick tick. So um, if you uh, if you go and put the, those kind of guys, and they, they start following a, a traditional path of how of success dictated to by our generations uh, before us, we don't find the answers to the generations of tomorrow. And I think the fact that we have to collaborate with other problem solvers means that we actually start to make a huge impact on society. Definitely. Like, for instance, you get the, the, the free Wi-Fi project, Project Isizwe, here in Johannesburg yeah. and yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that is amazing. It, it not just helps, you know, people connecting, but it also helps us. We've got cleaners who's now got access to technology, who's got access to jobs because of that. So it's all about the collaborating around solving this problem as a, as a whole, as a society. And mm. like, well, if Elon hadn't blown up Facebook's uh, satellite, we'd have a lot more of that free stuff flowing around. <laughs> Again, we need Africans to solve Africans' problem because we let these yeah. two Yanks cock it. Well, no, he was an African. Elon's from South Africa, but he cocked yeah. it up. But um, you talk about collaborations, okay? 
I'm sitting here thinking there are so many opportunities that come together. Have you started working on some collaborations? You know, like, I'll elaborate. Like, Uber has got Uber Eats now. They, they take food to you wherever you go, which means that there's a restaurant collaboration. Yeah. And I looked at the back end of that. That tech's pretty sick. I mean, they've really got, the but they've also got now. gazillions of billions of dollars. Are you guys working on anything at the moment, or we are looking at different types of things? You know, we're looking at you know what can we, what's our customer and what's the the value that we can add to them. So, like we we adding a, a, like for instance, we're adding cleaning subscriptions where you can have a cleaner on a set schedule every week, and you can also have cleaning products on top of that. So it's it's kind of like a subscription you do it once off, and you never have to worry about it ever again. And every week the cleaner rocks up at the same time, and she gives you cleaning products as well. So there's a lot of stuff like that we, that we can do, and we're thinking about. Um, yeah, well, that, but that's what that's where I was going. I was like, straight away, I could just see someone coming, and like a Unilever would get behind something like that as well. Exactly, because yeah. brand placement. I mean, you actually come, you're coming into people's homes. Yeah. If exactly. it's not the phone, the home is the next sacred place to get to to communicate to people. So, all right, um, Brett, I don't know if there's anything from your side. Um, it's always something, I'm sure. No, no, no. I mean specifically on the on the on the domestic app. I mean, we're already at the top of the hour again. It's. I'm, I'm faster than an Uber delivery truck yes. with beer. Yes, I, thank you, Uber Eats. I made thirty-seven. I made thirty-seven rand by using <laughs> Uber Eats last week. I got my lunch delivered <laughs> to me, there, and I made thirty-seven rand. Codes. It was awesome. How does that work? <laughs> they give you a hundred bucks. Well, they gave you me or you refer. So we're in beta in the Brian scenario, and I actually managed to get. My order delivered to me, but they got okay. the order wrong. With the drink, so they gave me a fifty rand voucher on a hundred rand voucher that I used to buy it in the first place. Wow. I have to so throw it right there. He's the boss. He tells all the staff you will download the app, so he gets the credits. I mean, it's like <laughs> not everybody jumped on that bandwagon. I must you say. tried. I might tweet it just now and see how that happens. But uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm always inspired by South African innovation and African innovation, actually. And I really do believe that we have unique problems in Africa. Um, the thing that helps me not panic my life away is that there are always more solutions than there are problems. And with people like Tato and Berno solving domestic work service and, and other things that I'm sure are going to spin out of this, um, it's really encouraging to say to guys like, if you don't know what to do, just apply your brain. A little bit of thing and, and make it meaningful. There are so many guys trying to find the next fluff piece. Exactly. I think, you know, being here, there's so many problems and, you know, where, where, they, where there's problems, there's potential solutions. Yes. I think, when when you ask any of the big VCs and especially South African uh, investors, uh, like for instance the guys like Alan or Craig, when you ask him where's the best place to be in this world if you're 20 or something, they want to do something, it's it's in South Africa, it's in Africa yeah. because here's where you can actually have big problems you can solve um, yeah. where there's problems, there's solutions you can exactly. tap into. I think my challenge then on the back is rather than a, a wrap up thought my challenge is to the financial institutions and investors out there that there is there's new business, some of the best Billions to be made in the future have not yet become a company yet. And it's with your help and assistance and understanding what this is that we're actually trying to answer needs rather than just trying to make the next best thing because of the next best thing. There's actually a need attached to what these solutions are. So investors, banks, if you're out there, listen to startups, listen to agile and business especially corporates, and move with them. Especially corporates. I think corporates need to partner with startups more. Yes. Um, you know, South Africa is very unique where you've got a number of players that control the whole economy. Exactly. Um, and uh, you need to move quicker. You need to partner with startups because that's really where you've got agility and you can you can make a difference. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'll have the concluding thought of the day then based on cool. that. Here's the bus. I was watching Shark Tank, you know, the local version. Yep. And I love the show. But I need to kick all of them in the ass because exactly what you've just said, every time someone's come on, into the Shark Tank, look, there's been some crap. Okay, let's just be honest, but that's what TV's about. But guys have gone in 
with concepts or ideas or they're like at the alpha stage. And all these idiots are, I, I'm not investing in it because it's not investable because it doesn't exist yet. You know, you're putting a value. Well, that's the rules of the freaking show. You have to come in with a value. Yeah. And the guy's saying, I'm giving you 50% for 50 yeah. grand. Awesome. And your answer is, but how do you get to that PV? You can't have a case study for bleeding edge innovation. Yeah. I mean, that's just Sorry. it. So I'll wrap up with that. Guys, well done. I mean, yeah. as I said, I've been quite excited about getting on the show. Yeah. Given the Thanks fact so that much. MTN business sponsors our yeah. show as and well. And looking forward and, uh, to having you guys back on the show to tell us more about your Silicon Valley. Definitely. Trip. Stay Thank in contact uh, yeah. and all the, all the digital channels. So yeah, the website last time, domestly.com. Com. And All also right. domestically app on Android and iOS. Fantastic. You see, you did Android and iOS. Follow the tweets if you lost as well. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, uh, that's the, that's a wrap again for us. And, uh, thanks to MTN Business for sponsoring us. And thanks for listening. And thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliffcentral.com.